When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Robert John of Robert John and the Wreck here with Jay Scott at the Hooks Rocks podcast. Check out our brand new single, Keeping You Love. Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope everybody is doing well, getting ready for Christmas here in the next few days, um, celebrating with families and opening up gifts and exchanging gifts and just uh, being around loved ones and family and friends. So uh, hope everyone's getting ready for that. This is Jay Scott. Once again, this is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, great network of music-related podcasts. I always mention my friends that are on that network, like Martin Popoff, the rock historian, Mistress Carrie, the legendary DJ out in Boston, Chris and Aaron on Decibel Geek, Mac on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast, Tom and Zeus on Shout Out Loudcast, and Carmen of Peace and Vinny Apice, along with Ron and Esty on the Hanging and Banging podcast. So check out all of those and more, and check out Pantheon Podcasts on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you can search them up at Pantheon Pods as well. You can search up The Hook Rocks on those uh, social media platforms. Just search The Hook Rocks and you'll find our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we are available on all podcast platforms. So if you're subscribing to Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform you use, we are available all 440 plus episodes. We're approaching 450. You've been doing this now for three and a half years. So check out all the latest episodes that we have and all the stuff we've been talking about. We just did the history of vinyl and where it stands in modern music. We just also welcomed Philippa Nazil on the new music spotlight. We talked with New Classic Rock in North America on the 10 bands to watch out in 2023. 
And we also just had a great conversation with Dorothy Martin from the band Dorothy. So check out all those and more. I've got plenty for you to uh, to listen to. So we've got another episode that I've been looking forward to today on the Hook Rocks. It's another new music spotlight. Uh, very excited about this artist. Has a new album coming out after the 1st of January, January 20th, called Head Above Water. The artist is Laura Cox. And welcome Hello. to the Hook Rocks. And uh, how you doing? I'm fine. Thanks a lot. Happy to chat with you about the music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very excited to talk with you, too, as well. And we always start every time we have a first-time guest on the podcast. We always ask the same first question, and that's what yeah. our whole the whole reason we started this podcast is just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in. Every yeah. rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked them mm-hmm. on rock and roll. What was it yeah. for you? I think for me, so you want a band, a song, or? Whichever hooked you. I think it was uh, really hooked me into uh, electric guitar, the um, tone of Slash in the um, Knocking on Heaven's Door solo. I really love his guitar tone. And uh, since I heard this, I maybe it was around 2006 or something. I, I, really, I thought, okay, I want to play this. I want a Les Paul. And then afterward, uh, I uh, I heard that he didn't record this solo with a Les Paul. He used a flying V, but never mind. I'm still in love with Les Pauls. That's an interesting story. Um, he's He's very much known for a very distinct tone in his playing, yeah. in, in his style. And even though that's not a Guns N' Roses song, it's a great cover of the, you know, the legendary Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of that solo right now and it is such a, a, uh, a beautiful tone that he has. Yeah. It's like um, melodic, really smooth. And uh, yeah, so, so smooth. It's like a, not a harsh or aggressive at all. Like you would sometimes picture electric guitar to be really punchy really but this is really the opposite kind of uh when you're thinking of the woman tone by clapton maybe this is his woman tone the um, slash the, the les paul the neck pickup and the it's so so smooth and that's what got me into uh loving the les falls where did your journey go from there what was next for you obviously slash introduced you but what other guitar players and what other rock bands influenced you yeah, I think at the beginning, so my big heroes were mostly Slash um, for his tone. Mark Knopfler, too. I really love Mark Knopfler for his finger-picking technique. And uh, also Joe Bonamassa, more on the blues side. Um, I really, really loved his music. And I think these three guitarists, they taught me a lot without even knowing me. I learned so much and practiced uh, so many hours uh, in front of my computer, learning their solos. So... I think yeah, uh, they motivated me to uh, to uh, yeah to, to learn to learn more and more, and that's a part of uh, uh, why uh, a reason why I'm here right now. You know, as you progressed in your guitar playing and became influenced by you know these three great guitar players and others, how did you find your tone? Um, I I think I'm still searching. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not even sure uh, this is a for me, this is a never-ending quest. I think I'm getting better every album, every yeah, every, every years. I'm I'm trying. I'm realizing. Okay, maybe I don't need uh, um, this much gain. Uh, maybe I could lower a bit. Maybe I could change this and change this. And I think it's a constant for me. I'm. It's a constant evolution. 
um, and a constant work, but I'm getting there more and more. Um, I really like like organic, like kind of old school, uh, raw rock and roll um, tone. That's exactly what I love. Uh, mostly playing Les Pauls and um, and yeah, like tube amps. And uh, I think more and more you can recognize this tone on the records, but I, I know there's still some work to do on this. It's a long way to go. Is there something that you hear in your head that you want to, you, you are striving for, you are searching for? Is that why you think that you haven't found it yet? Because there's still something that you want to hear, but you, as you grow as a guitar player, it's not there yet? Yes, I think, uh, so for the guitars, I found what I wanted. For the amp, uh, the, the past experience, experience in the studio, made me realize that I wasn't totally satisfied uh, about my gear and I was looking for something else. So right now I'm still um, testing, going to music shops and trying as many amps as I can because I'm sure I can find, I really want a thick organic tone and um, I'm not even sure in my head I can visualize this sound. I think it's more a question of uh, feeling it. So I hope that one day I'm going to try an amp and think, okay, this is the one I'm taking this one. But for now, I'm still, still, still searching. How does your playing and how does your style and your influence influence your writing in terms of lyrics? Mm, for me, this is two uh, really different aspects of the music. I'm always, for example, when I'm writing a song, I'm always starting with the riff, the guitar riff. It's, almost never I, I think it never happened that I had the vocals first so for me yeah, these are two really different things starting with the guitar once I have a structure a rough structure and I can think of the of the lyrics and the vocals but I don't really think they really interfere you know of course they mix but uh when I'm and uh, when I'm coming up with the guitar riff I'm not thinking about the vocals uh, it's more the other way around. Once I have the structure and the guitar, I'm thinking, okay, what what could I talk about? What kind of um, a vibe uh, do I want to give on this song? Uh, and then I, yeah, I'm mostly thinking this way. Was there an artist that inspired you and influenced you lyrically to write music instead of just play it? Mm, not really. I don't think so. Uh, I'm more on the guitar guitaristic side you know uh the lyrics when it comes from me it's hard to be well i think when for the guitar it's easy to be influenced by people but for the lyrics it really has to come from you and uh that's um more personal and that's also why i think the past uh, for the past albums it was supposed to be so personal that i kind of built a wall between what i was writing and uh my feelings because i never really wanted to share a lot with the people and i think i'm starting to let go like put my guards down a bit <laughs> well why is it difficult for you to to write stuff that's personal i mean i i understand why it, it can be difficult because you know when you're going when you're diving into a situation that happened in your past and revisiting that it can be difficult to kind of get that out of you and revisit those emotions but at the same time, it also can be therapeutic too, as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But what is it about for you? Why is it difficult? Is it is it because it's it can be emotional? Yeah, and I think I couldn't really see these, this this uh, therapeutic um, side that you were talking about. Uh, I can see it now. And before, I think I've always been more of an introverted person. So I just uh, I don't know um, the um, 
persons of uh, me inside the the, the vocals or in the on the in the lyrics were not so high and with more time i think the more i'm evolving i can let go a bit and put more of myself and that's what happened in the in the for this uh, new album you know but it's hard to know why because maybe because i started early writing the songs maybe i was not ready enough so it was easier to hide a bit um behind words when you start doing that you start to open yourself out up you know how do you navigate through those emotions to put a song out and to write a song I'm always trying to select because I don't want to make an album a sad album, you know, and uh, and I also want to have a meaningful lyrics or at least more meaningful that I had in the past. I want people to be able to relate in a in a way. Uh, so that's why I'm never really um, uh, creating really precise situation in specific topics. I prefer uh, keeping them open so that uh, a lot of people can can identify, you know. As far as this new album goes and, and, and the music on this, what was your creative process for, for writing this record? So when, um, so I think I felt kind of uninspired by the, the, this, uh, anxious uh, climate that the COVID brought. So for a while, I couldn't really write and I didn't want to force myself because I don't think any good can come from this. Um, so in the end, it took me a while until I finally felt, uh, felt, um, felt ready again to, uh, to write and to, to compose. Um, and in the end, I did this mostly when I was away in Portugal. So I live in France near Paris, but during the pandemic, I moved, um, uh, to Portugal for a few months. So I was near the ocean, uh, close to nature. And I think in the end, it, it helped me, you know, just to open myself, find inspiration again. And um, that's how it went. But I was alone, you know, uh, there without the band members, I mean. Um, so for for the first time, I wrote almost everything by myself. The I Yeah, all the lyrics by myself, almost all of the music by myself. And then when I uh, came back to Paris, we could uh, arrange everything in the studio, you know, with the with the band members. Did you move to Portugal as a result of the pandemic or was that already in place for you to do that and it just yeah, lined yeah. up that way no kind of because uh when they announced the second lockdown in uh in france uh it was the end of 2020 and i thought there's no way i'm gonna spend my uh 30th birthday alone in my apartment um so i have to get out and then uh yeah for a few months i um i went away i thought portugal was a kind of a, an easy destination it's not so far from uh, from france it's a uh, warmer and the um, the bars and the restaurants were open so we uh, we could celebrate there and yeah so this kind of uh, was my uh, I, my way to escape the lockdown for a few months having both contrasts of being locked down and then being more or less open in portugal uh-huh. how did that affect your music i mean cuz you know, when you're when you're in a difficult situation, like we all were at that moment, being locked down, mm-hmm. it does affect how you play. It def- it affects the tone because you're going through something that's difficult and stressful. Whereas now you're more mm-hmm. open and free in Portugal. So how does that con- how did that contrast affect the music on this album? Yeah, I think I was um, for sure it affected if it affected the new songs because I think you can feel that this this album is um, less heavy. 
than the previous ones, maybe because uh, the climate there was kind of soothing, you know, also maybe because we stopped going to festivals and rock shows. So I think my, um, I don't know, I got a bit um, quieter. And um, and yeah, you can hear this in the music. Of course, I still wanted to record a rock album, but I wanted to do this different in a different way. Um, and I think it worked. So, and as I was really in a like calm environment and close to nature, I think you can hear this, that it's a bit more chill, this album. How did it affect your creativity during this? Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it took time before I could, uh, I, I thought, because at the beginning, very beginning of the pandemic, I, we didn't know how long it was going to last. So I was thinking, okay, great. So maybe I can have a bit of time at home to do all the things I never had time to do before. But after two or three weeks, I was uh, already going in circles in my apartment and I wanted to get out. So um, I thought I took it, taking a step back was necessary for me and let a bit of time pass, not completely uh, giving up on the guitar, because, of course, I went to Portugal with my guitar, with a small recording setup, my laptop, a sound card, just in case inspiration was coming. But um, but yeah, yeah, I wasn't pressuring myself because I know I don't work well that way. And uh, in the end, the songs are still fresh and recent because uh, we finished all of them just before the recording of the album, um, which uh, happened uh, last February. You know, when you're going in and recording these songs and there's, you know, a a definitive journey with every album, um, no album is any different. Every album has its own has its own history behind it. When you look at the songs on this and you look at the material that you wrote what do you feel like now that this album is going to be coming out and you know the songs like what what do you how do you describe the 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 history of this album leading up to it i think it's hard to describe the the process but i think when i so for the first time what's really important to to um point i think is that for the, the first time i enjoy listening to my own music i think before it was almost impossible to enjoy of course just after the recording you're still in it so you have to check for the mastering to uh, check if the edits are done well the mixing part so you you have to hear the songs and listen to the songs a lot after the recording to be sure everything is going to be done well but after this i think um, my first two albums hot blue shot and burning bright i rarely listened listen to the songs um, for my personal pleasure you know and I have the feeling that for this one, uh, Head Above Water, it's going to be different. For the first time, I really enjoy listening to the songs. And I can listen to the songs with a, a distance as if I was uh, um, like a, a normal listener, you know, and not listening to me playing. And this feels really good. How do you feel you evolved from this album to the to the one previous to this? I think I'm uh, finally able to say that I'm uh, the boss in my project because I always had a problem with saying no or I don't know, really, really um, standing up for what I wanted. And I always kind of uh, had the habit to uh, follow everybody because I have a great team. I'm surrounded by people. And I thought, okay, they are leading the thing. I'm following. Everything is going well. And um I don't need to uh, see past this, but I think I realized with time that if I want things to work and to move uh, forward and uh, faster, it's my project. So I should lead this more. And I, I all, always refuse to see uh, the to see me as a leader. I always hated this, but I, I'm finally doing this and enjoying this. 
and the work dynamic uh, in the band never, has never been better. So in the end, I think I learned this um, these past uh, months. Um, and, uh, and yeah, finally uh, being the leader of the project and able to say no, you know, because also as a woman leading a project, but being surrounded by uh, men that are mostly older than me, sometimes it's even harder to really say what you want, you know, and give uh, orders. But now I'm able to say this nicely, but firmly, you know, I think I found the balance. <laughs> well, how did you come to that realization? Like, you, you know, how did you, how do, how did this moment differ from the others? I mean, obviously you're more experienced in your music. You've been doing this oh. now for a bit. You know, what was the moment that said, I need to take more control and be, and be more of a, of a leader in my own, in my own career? I think the lockdowns uh, really made everybody think more about uh, their life, what they wanted. And we had a lot more time to reflect because the past years I was almost constant, constantly on the road. And of course I was enjoying this, but I, I was like caught on this highway on this routine and never really reflecting on what I wanted to do and uh, where I wanted to go. And I think having more time at home, to reflect about uh, on all of all of this, it kind of changed my perspective on this. And I thought, okay, but if I was really involved in this and this, I'm sure we could do better than this. So I finally, uh, I don't know, finally realized it. Was, I, I I could do something even better if I took care of some uh, aspects of the project. Well, it's it's the you know, you gain experience. You know, when you're when you're starting out, you you do rely on others to kind of lead you. But yeah, when you see things. You Right. And then when you see things that maybe didn't work out or wasn't what you expected, you know, those are things that you learn and those are things that you process. And then you get to the point where like, all right, I've been doing this for a while now. It's time mm -hmm. for me to really take the experiences that I had and go forward with them. Yeah, because now I know how it's working. I have, like you you said, I have a bit more of experience. So it's easier to do this by myself and uh, to know where I'm going. Not as scary, I think, that when I was starting. Is it difficult to do that as you're creating music or is it just a natural progression? No, right now I feel that this is very natural for me. And I, I'm not sure I, I would be doing this if this that didn't feel right to me. Uh, so it's like a challenge. I think I can push the project even more. And uh, if I'm taking care of more things and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this uh, with a positive uh, mindset, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. It has to be exciting too, as well, because at this moment, you may finally feel like you are controlling your own destiny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, and I have a good team, so I'm I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm just really excited about, moving on, excited about this release and see where it's taking us. The first single that I heard you for, for this new album was One Big Mess. And then the, the single So Long was just released here a little bit ago. Um, yeah. Why were these two songs chosen for uh, to, to be representing the first two singles of your album? So the first, so we chose this uh, with the label. Um, and I think so one big mess was a, a good choice of song because uh, after a while without new content, I think we all needed to wake up a bit. So we, we kind of chose the one of the energetic, energetic songs of the album. We really wanted something rock. Um, and yeah, try to wake us up and wake the fans up. And uh, now that we, we were started, 
then so long with a, a nicer, I like the vibe because you can still find the, um, the rock vibe, but mixed with a bit of a, a country, uh, country influences like the banjo. And, um, that's the side I really want to, um, include more in my music. So I thought, okay, the second single, you still have a rock atmosphere and a, a punchy chorus, but I like this, uh, uh banjo side that, uh, that we added. One big mess is a big wow moment uh, for me when I heard it because I was really impressed and I'm blown away by the song. It was absolutely great and a great follow up with the second single too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is this pretty much representative of what the album is going to be? Uh, kind of. Um, for, with one big mess, you have the hardest side of the album. So long is kind of the in between side, and you have a a few softer songs too, like uh, with more like I said bluegrass instruments with a more banjo, more lap steel. Uh, but overall, yes, it's a nicer overview of uh, of the album. And I know you're going to be touring uh, Europe you know, once this album is released, I believe, in February. I think you're going out on tour. Um, uh, yeah, tour starts in March. Yeah. March. Okay. And mm-hmm. is there is what are the plans for touring? Uh, where I mean, is that just still in the works, or are you pretty much set for this for this coming year? Uh, so we already have a lot of gigs coming, but I'm sure a lot more are going to uh, to uh, to arrive uh, within the next uh, months. Um, so we are starting with France and Germany mostly, but I'm sure we're going going to tour in other places. I really hope we can come visit the U.S. at some point, and next year would be um, a good thing, I think, with this uh, next album to to see uh, how the audience is reacting and the feedback we can have from. Uh, from the the American fans, I'm, I would be really excited about this. So we'll see. For now, no precise plan of touring the U.S., but I'm sure it's going to happen soon. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Well, as a as an American fan, I can tell you the music is phenomenal, and I think it will resonate with fans. Um, I, I yeah, like I said, one big mess when I first heard, I was like, wow, this is a great song. Ah, thank you. We had a lot of fun recording this song. It was one of the 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 yeah the the songs I had the most fun recording I think. As you begin to start this journey with this album in January and the tour that comes after it, what what's exciting you the most right now? Um, I think it's being able to play the new songs live. Uh, we also um, we are also rearranging a few songs because now we have a keyboard player on stage, so I can't wait to be. Uh, to test these new songs and new arrangements uh, with the, this new setup and in front of the, of the crowd. And I think they've been li- waiting for this album for a while because I let a few years pass. So surely I'm not going to let three years pass uh, between this album and the next one. But yeah, I think I was uh, missing new content and people too. So that's what's uh, the most exciting for me. It's being able to go on tour again to, uh, to just uh, share this music uh, for real with people. And it's always easy for someone who's creating music, creating anything, to always look forward, um, to look for the next. Are you, though, right now in the moment? I mean, is this pretty much with the album coming out in about a month and the music that you're excited about? Is it is it hard for you to stay in the moment and just let this process, you know, start and begin and, and, and go through it? Or are you, as most artists, you know, already looking forward to, to the next thing? Yeah, I think I'm already looking forward to the next because I, I'm happy. I found inspiration, motivation again. So of course I'm uh, 
I have a lot of ideas. I'm taking like a, every day making a new list of uh, ideas and things to do and uh, this YouTube video and uh, I should do this on stage thinking about the new stage setup, but it's kind of really the near future or the new show. We're building the new show and the new set list at the moment. So my uh, head is kind of uh, full of uh, new ideas, but um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future, but near future. So in between. <laughs> Well, it's got to be an exciting time because you've worked a while on this record. It was started recording, you know, earlier this year. And now you're yeah. seeing the, you know, the the completion of this. And it's easy to be excited. Obviously, as an artist, you want people to hear your music. Um, when you when you think about this album and you think about the, the, the newness of it and the music, how would you how would you describe this album? Um, like I said, I think it's more myself, still rock, but a bit softer, uh, more straight to the point, you know, I, 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 I wanted to, um, yeah, have a rock album, but some, something you could just bang your hand, uh, to, and, um, with a catchy choruses and, um, and, uh, yeah, in the end, I'm really, really happy. That's exactly what I wanted, like a rock album with a kind of a countryside and on some songs. So I think it's a mix. It's exactly the mix I wanted to have. When you are are putting together this the idea for the music, and you're going in the studio, is this something that like you you are planning of this is what I want my new album to sound like, or does it happen organically with with your writing and your playing? Um, I think it happened. So uh, we already um, finished all the songs before uh, uh, arriving to the recording studio because we had a limited amount of time there. We had two weeks. And uh, so I made a precise schedule of every day we should do this and this morning, afternoon. Um, but the yeah, the songs were already finished before. So and we recorded I already recorded demos. So I kind of knew how it was going to sound. I just so I knew the kind of gear I wanted to use for the real studio time, and um, in the end, yes, before entering the studio, I could visualize in my head uh, what I wanted to hear, like kind of my demos, but with a better sound and more more alive, you know, putting the songs uh, to life. When you are planning this record, going back to that time that you were writing and everything, and, and you're getting ideas and sound. And you're leaving the past behind. You're leaving your previous music kind of behind. You're kind of closing the door on it because it's finished, yeah. it's completed. And what do you what do you take from those previous experiences into this this new journey? Um, musically, um, you mean the the past experiences in the studio, for example? Well, musically, right? I mean, like you you are constantly evolving as an artist, mm. and your your each album you know, is different for you in yeah. the creative process and the writing process and the playing process. And, you know, each, uh -huh. each album is a chapter in your journey. So when yes. you close the, the one chapter with a previous album, you're done uh -huh. touring, you're done every, yeah. everything on it and you go into creating for this. What do you, what do you take with you from that? And what do you kind of leave behind? A bit of a yeah, negative and positive, but I think what I kept in mind for this album mostly was it's my project. I'm going to stop listening to everybody saying, I have to sound like this. My riff is not good enough. I should do this and this. I think for the music part, I really wanted to be more free. And that's what I did. 
So that's the thing I kept in mind for this album. And in the end, the recording went really smoothly. I was really, really happy with this because they they discovered another me, you know, the, the team. They said, oh, so you, you took really your... It's yeah, we're rediscovering someone else. And I think everybody was happy to see this and me first. Laura, it's been a great conversation. It's uh, so glad to talk with you and get to know you. And uh, I'm excited for this album. I can't wait for it. (laughs) I'm I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. But it was a great, it was great getting to know you. So thank you for doing this. Hopefully we can come and tour um, to the U.S. soon. I hope so next year. And, And come to Chicago as well. Yeah. I would love to. This is on my list. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of the Hook Rocks New Music Spotlight. I Just a pleasure talking with my guest, Laura Cox. Look for her new album out January 20th called Head Above Water. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram, and her music's on all streaming services. I enjoyed the conversation. I hope you did, too. Uh, yes. Once again, another episode of the Hook Rocks. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And we will talk soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.